Let's go. Let's go. Here we go. Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Tommy and Fitz join us. We're brought to you by Delta Airlines. We know that making it to the playoffs is not the end of the journey. You need resilience and perseverance to keep climbing toward the goal line. Visit Delta.com to book your next adventure. And what an adventure it was in Las Vegas for all the fans, all the folks. Las Vegas performed well. Only thing that did better was the Kansas City Chiefs. Tommy Fitz, what's happening, guys? What did you think of that game, Tommy? I want to talk about Las Vegas, man. That was a great weekend. (laughs) That was a lot going on. and, And what a venue for a game, the stadium. It's amazing how it kind of hosted everyone and everything. Everyone seemed to have a great time. I was kind of pulled in about a thousand different directions. But I think by the time the, day, the game come, I was so worn out. I was probably more worn out than the players at the end of the game. So <laughs> I had a good night's sleep. And uh, the game obviously went long. What a great game. But it was, a, it was a great weekend of football. And I think for everyone who loves football in America, you got to see a real classic. And, and someone in Patrick who's – continues to do mind-blowing things and he's just uh what what a great career he's off to but uh he continues to lead the team and it was a it was just a great day for football nobody got around more than fitzy i mean come on uh, tommy you may think that you got around a lot fitz was out there actually running on the strip to get to all of his appearances yeah, I mean, it, it was the traffic on the on this trip was nuts, and uh, and so there was there was you know you, you got to do what you got to do, Jim. You know, Tom could never have done that. Tom could never have done that. Not not, not without not without a ten person security detail kind of running along with him. Uh, but, but yeah, you got to do what you got to do. But it was fun. It's a, it's a memory I definitely would cherish. It's definitely, I would definitely cherish. Tell the us what went on. I think the audience needs to hear it. The problem with me, uh, first of all, is I can't outrun anybody. Fitzy can, so he doesn't mind going out anywhere because if he wants to get out of somewhere, he's gone. I have another hand and I'm stuck in mud and I can't go anywhere. So what were you doing out there, Fitzy? I had an event on Saturday night. I was at the Venetian, at the Venetian and I had to get to Paris and the driver told us, like, look, it's going to take an hour. And, you know, I mean, as you know, it's like literally right across the street. It's not very far. I mean, um, and he's like, it's going to take an hour in the car to get there. He said, it's probably better just to just to get on fitness. So I, I just walked over. I was telling Jim earlier, I saw I saw a fight. I saw two ladies getting into it that there were some big girls that were in clothes that were about three sizes too small. I was like, man, there's no way they had to help help, help get on. A, I saw a dude throw a beer bottle at another guy. I saw some cats out there shooting dice on the street. I saw some musicians that definitely should be in Carnegie Hall somewhere performing. It was it was a treat. I, I saw a lot of a lot of interesting activities going on on that little brief walk. <laughs> For sure. And Scratchy, I mean, nobody has spent more time in Las Vegas over their entire life than you. You've done more fights there. You see more drama in the ring, outside of the ring. How did this weekend compare to those previous times you've been in Vegas? This was the best ever. This was a big fight for seven days. Everybody gathers, you know, but they come in on Friday for a big fight on a Saturday night. This was all week everywhere. I didn't really have much traffic. Didn't You know, there was moments, but not too bad. And the service in the hotels and the people and all of the locals, and everybody was just really happy. This, this was a joyous, festive atmosphere, and yeah. they were happy that the Super Bowl was there. The NFL did a great job. The Raiders were just terrific hosts. Uh, compliments to uh, Allegiant Stadium, Mark Davis. Uh, Tommy, it was unbelievable. I mean, you've been to a yeah. lot of Super Bowls. You haven't seen it like this, but I, I don't know how anybody can do any better, really. I think it's unique because I've been to some Super Bowls in cities that were kind of the – we're not, it's really hard to get to, you know, like uh, Minneapolis and Jacksonville. We did one in Indianapolis, and I loved – I had great experiences outside of the losses in those cities. 
But you know, at the same time, some of these places, I think even in Miami where I live now, Miami, Houston was great. Los Angeles is always great. It's some of these areas where there's so much desire for people to get there, like Las Vegas. I mean, Las Vegas on a normal weekend is a lot of fun and there's a lot going on. Then add a Super Bowl and then add all the amount of people that came in. I remember when I was leaving yesterday, the amount of planes that I saw on the runway taking off, it was like something I'd never seen in my entire life. But it actually seemed like it could host all the people because of, you know, I talked to one of my friends on the Chiefs and, you know, after the after parties, it's just so set up for it. So it makes for, I think, a pretty special a pretty special Super Bowl when you find a city that can host it the way that Vegas did. So I was fired up. I, I thought I had a great time. I mean, the thing, Jim, Jim's up there at the summit at golfing the whole time. And his, that's why he didn't have any traffic. There's he's in one of the exclusive communities in all of Las Vegas. How's he dealing with any drama up there? They're the, the best food golf course. So he was loving that. And I was staying at the fountain blue and that was spectacular. I had a great time there. So I had zero complaints about my accommodations, about the food. Yeah. I, I won a couple bucks at the table. Not a lot. <laughs> um, Mr. IRS, not a lot. But I won just a little bit. Probably still deep in the hole in all my years in Vegas. But I, I had a great time. And I moved down to the Fountain Blue, too. And they did a great job. And Tommy, will talk about it for just a moment. Then we'll get to the game. But we had a big announcement with the Hall of Excellence opening up. And uh, the museum, uh, you called it the Smithsonian of sports memorabilia and great moments uh, all coming together. It was amazing. And I was bummed Fitzy wasn't there. I think he had a golf tournament to attend or whatever he was doing on that day. And I was looking for him in the front row, Jim, but he didn't want to show up. So, hey, Tom, I'm going to just give you tips. I'm going to tell you, honestly, Jim texted me about 10 a.m. in the morning of the event to invite me. Like, I, he, gave me he gave me, listen, he gave me no notice. You know, listen, Tom, I, I can't wait to be at the, I can't wait to be at the event in L.A., I will show up anywhere in the world to support my guy. But at least, at least, at least our guy, at least our guy Jim could give me like at least a day's notice, so I know what's going on. You know, I thanks, know. Jim. You got a great collection of trophies, Tommy, and and Fitz has given us his Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year trophy Amazing. to display to go with all of our trophies. So we appreciate that from Mister Fitz. But Fitz, you got it a week ago Friday. It's just you're so backed up with your texts. When you see Friday, you thought it was that day, but it came a week earlier. Jim, as our host, I'm not gonna pull up the receipts. I got my phone right here. I can, I can, show, I can show you exactly the time and the date. But I'm not gonna do that to you on the show, man. I ain't gonna do that to you. Hey, Jim. You know, speaking, of of the hall, speaking of the Hall of Excellence, which is obviously amazing, and I think what Jeff and giving us the the venue to be able to do it, and then you bringing in all these years of artifacts and collectibles and memorabilia that are truly the greatest artifacts in the history of sports. And for people to put them on display, for us to put them on display and have people, fans all over the world. And I said this uh, when, we, when we were talking about it at the Fountain Blue on Friday that, you know, I want people, all the stuff that we have, you know, so often sits behind closed doors and no one can see it. And I just love the fact that so many fans will have the opportunity to go to the Fountain Blue and see my seven Super Bowl rings or, you know, there's obviously a lot of things that, you know, I've had that we have ready to go. But obviously there's a lot of things. Michael Jordan's got stuff. Fitzy's given us stuff. Charles Woodson's given us his Heisman. Everything's there for people to go see and to see, okay, this is what excellence is. And we saw it on the field on Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday, but the amazing artifacts of sports history really come alive. And it's really the story behind those artifacts, which is really what inspired the Hall of Excellence. So Scratchy, what are the, out of all the things that we have, what are 
present company excluded, what are the three favorite artifacts, pieces of memorabilia that you think fans would love to see? Well, I think it's really hard to pick out three, quite frankly, but great stuff from Muhammad Ali. Great stuff from Muhammad Ali. Uh, his gloves from when he fought against Chevalio. Uh, his first uh, early robes as Cassius Clay. His last robe as Muhammad Ali uh, against uh, Trevor Burbick. Uh, so we got some great stuff from Ali. Jordan shoes uh, from his uh, first championship uh, will be there. Hank Aaron's batting helmet when he broke the record, tying 714 oh, to 7-15. And then I think what, what's really unique, we have so much of that stuff. Jackie Robinson, Tiger Woods, you name it. We've got it, and you know this, Tommy. But I think what's really, really unique about this, we're going to have a trophy. <laughs> like we talk about Fitz's trophy, Man of the Year, and you just mentioned Charles Woodson. We're going to have a trophy of everything that's competed for. Everything. So we've got cool. Oprah Winfrey's Medal of Freedom. We've got Clint Eastwood's Academy Award. Uh, Justin Timberlake's given us his Grammy. Uh, Augie Phipps, your great buddies, giving us uh, uh, the three Triple Crown trophies of horse racing. Uh, Adam Silver graciously has sent us the Larry O'Brien trophy. We're taking one of your Lombardi trophies out of your house, Tommy, and putting it in there. Um, we are. So you just <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> it just got confiscated. <laughs> anyway, I can go on and on. And uh, but the Hall of Excellence, we got to thank Jeff Sofer. He's created this space for us. He got it right away. He's really been just terrific in, in his support. And Peter Arnell, uh, our designer, uh, the guy's a genius, uh, and you spoke about it. And he's just brilliant and great to work with. And it's something for everybody. And, you know, you can go there and get inspired. Future generations can get inspired uh, to go out and perform greatness. We also have a lot of women's stuff. Katie Ledecky, Mia Hamm, uh, a lot of those folks. Uh, uh, Allison Felix, uh, the most decorated Olympian in history. Uh, Serena Williams. So there's going to be something for everyone. So cool. I think Jeff's Jeff's going to have to build out an entire another wing of a of the casino <laughs> to store all the things we have. I don't think he knows that yet, but his budget just got doubled. <laughs> well, when you get this kind of foot traffic, right? It's it, it, somehow I think it'll work out great for the hotel, the fountain. I pool. agree. Forty million people a year to Las Vegas. Forty million visitors. It's one of the great you know American cities to. Visit. I spent my 21st birthday there. My sister is turning 50 this year, and she wants to do it in Las Vegas. So it's got something for everyone, that's for sure, and certainly had a lot for the sports fans this last weekend. So it was really fun to be a part of it all. We'll take a break right here. Stay with us. Our program is brought to you by K Jewelers. Hey, folks, the Hall of Famers were all introduced. Kay's going to make those rings. But Valentine's Day is almost here, and there's still time to give that gift that means more from K. Shop online at k.com and, and pick up in-store today. Celebrate Valentine's Day and every kiss with Kay. Stay with us here on Sirius XM on Let's Go. Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, we continue and we'll talk about the game when we return. Stay with us. This is former PGA Tour winner Smiley Kaufman. Right now on The Smiley Show, I'm talking to the biggest names in golf, like Max Homa. Golf is in my heart. Like, I, this is mm-hmm. where I go when I'm upset. Ludwig Obert. What I wanted to do was just improve my status and improve my rankings. And Victor Hovland. You really got to be confident in yourself and your abilities to be able to handle that pressure. Download The Smiley Show right now on the all-new SiriusXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's S-M-Y-L-I-E.
Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by American Express. It's easy to get excited about going to the game. You love hearing the sound of the whistle, smelling that game day concession all the way from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of the game. And you know that Amex is going to be with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express, don't live life without it. Well, we've lived life without a repeat champion, Tommy, since you did it 20 years ago. And now, now they've got it. And we're looking at the first three-peat, potentially, next season. I know we're way ahead of ourselves. I think you're but in Super Bowl history. Do you know the last do you know the last team to three peat? No. Green Bay Packers won the last NFL championship in the first two Super Bowls. Mm. How many teams were at that time? Uh, I'm not sure exactly how many and then I mean it's still a great uh, feat, obviously. I'm not trying to yeah. take it any way. It's just I think when you, you have did. 30 <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I just it was a question. I mean, I I'm allowed to ask questions here too. You're not the only one. I think it's, you know, I see some like the NBA records like when the Celtics won a lot. It was amazing and and they were obviously the best team and I think it can actually probably bring a lot of the talent down when you only have 12. I mean, I think if there are 12 NFL teams, it'd actually be incredible because it's hard to get, you know, 32 great quarterbacks. I'm sure we could find 12 great quarterbacks. It's just interesting to see how the dynamics have always changed from I think things in the past and things in the future. What I love seeing in sports is when great teams come together. I think of the World Cup with Argentina and France and that game. And then Tiger Woods versus his great opponent and seeing those guys go down the stretch in majors. And then yesterday in the Super Bowl, I want to see the two best teams battle it out. And they, they proved that they were. And it took however many minutes to decide it 70 minutes. Was that 10 minutes in overtime or 15? I don't and know. It doesn't matter. We're kind, of, we're kind of like the 49ers. None of us seem to know the rules. They change yeah, well, a lot. Yeah, I was kind of happy they didn't have that rule in Atlanta, that Atlanta didn't get the ball after we had. Yeah. So, you know, they, you, you they, caused the rule changes again. Everywhere you go, they're changing the rules. What's up with that? I, I didn't. Come on, Fitzy, what's going on minutes. with this? They're just trying to make it fair and give the other people an opportunity. You know, I, I actually kind of like the rule change personally. You know, when one team goes on there and scores, another team doesn't have an opportunity, and they've fought so hard for 60 minutes to take the game in overtime, it seems like they – both teams should have a chance. And, um, you know, I think it adds a lot more suspense to it. You know, it, you know, watching Kyle Shanahan and, and the indecisiveness he had on his face, looking at him making that decision, should we go and try to score this touchdown or should we kick this field goal? Like, I, I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, I would love to see him go forward in that moment, you know, knowing that Patrick was going to have a chance to have the ball in his hands again. And, you know, you've seen his, his heroics, you know, so to be able to make it, you know, competitive all the way to the end would have been fun to see. Jim Gray, Larry Fitzgerald, Tom Brady, let's go, is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. So, Fitzy, I saw a few weeks ago you someone gave you a Niner jacket and you turned it inside out. So I assume you were happy seeing the Chiefs <laughs> win then, is what you're saying. So hey. Who were you actually pulling for? I don't have a dog in the fight. I, I got what I wanted in terms of seeing the competitive game. But, Tom, as long as you played against the Jets and the Dolphins and uh, – I'm sorry, in Buffalo, like you you can't like, pull for them. Not that you're looking for them to lose, but you're not really on on the time, you know, to, to see them have a lot of success. You know, they caused me a lot of misery over the years. <laughs> There's a lot of, as I say, mental scar tissue. And, oh, unfortunately, sure. it's difficult to break down. When you played as long as we did, then – it's tough to break it all down because you had so many memorable battles. And, um, but yeah, I thought it's, it's always fun. I think watching that game because I Tommy, think though, you were the hater, you were the hater of the 49ers. I mean, 
you 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 were the one that had that chip still on your shoulder all these Super Bowl wins later that they didn't pick you and and Dude. you know and your mom yeah. who I love Galen I mean she's she's really something I mean she's still upset and 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 you know you sit and watch a game with her not to bring personal attributes into a conversation but, but you the, are. the feeling but the feeling <laughs> is deep in the family I was at not only did they skip over me six times, they're, you know, they, back then, I think they, and maybe they still do, but you do local tryouts. So if you live within a certain vicinity, then a host NFL team can have you to their facility. So I actually worked out for the 49ers with a bunch of other guys. And I had Bill Walsh there. I had Mariucci there at the time. I think I had Terry Donahue there at the time. And I was right there in front of them. And they were like, hell no, we don't want him. So... You know, maybe I should have a chip on my shoulder. You know, it's nice to feel it's nice to feel wanted. And when you're not wanted, you know, sometimes you just want to go out there and prove them wrong. So hopefully I did that. So I you changed. for the Chiefs yesterday? Not necessarily. I was I, I really, again, same. I played enough. I wasn't really pulling for anyone. Whoever, what I did feel when I saw the game end was I'm happy for the Chiefs because they deserved it. And had the Niners won, I would have said the same thing. If there's one thing I hate in pro sports, it's when someone wins something and people hate on it. Now, you could not be happy about it, but at the same time, to, to hate on it, it's like it is so hard to get there and win. And Fitzy, you played in the games. I played in those games. It was hard to win them. It was hard to lose them. And at the same time, like, it's just – this is even if you lose in the playoffs – it's, it's a monumental feat to get there and compete. So I just give nothing but respect to the teams that do make it that far and certainly the Chiefs that had a lot of things on their shoulders all season. It was, there was always some drama and there's always something going on to question them. But those guys showed a lot of mental toughness and you could see why they fought through it. Tough game, down in the game, needed to, took the lead, gave up the lead, tied the lead, overtime, lost the lead, gained the lead. So it's, it speaks to what that – organization is doing right. So I got nothing but respect for everything that those guys accomplish as a team. It's awesome. And, and Jim, I mean, I, like we don't have a rooted interest in it, but then you, you fall back on the personal relationships that you have. And, you know, Andy came on the show twice this year, two times. Yep. Um, and to see him up there and, you know, just coaching his ass off still, you know, and, and still loving it just as much as he is chest bumping with Travis Kelsey. You know, I don't know who was chest bumping who. But like, <laughs> is that what we're going to call see, that? No, I'm saying you can see the love and the fire in this man, uh, and it's still and it's still burning, burning hot as ever in his belly. Um, and it, it's to see that, it, like I, that, I pull for I pull for those type of those type of type of stories. And man, he's got he's got so much to give. I think he's got I think he's got some more run- runway. Tommy, there's an emotion in the game. I guess when you have 120 million folks watching something, you know, it hits everybody differently. That just seemed normal to me, just having been around sports, you know. Um, it, this wasn't this wasn't uh, Latrell Sprewell co- uh, choking <laughs> CJ Carlissimo. PJ Carlissimo. Uh, uh, I was a Warriors fan at that time too. That really, I was. I, I knew our season was fucked then. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, and I guess it's a big deal. But it just didn't seem like a big deal. <laughs> There's always little family issues, and you know, I, I of course I don't mind seeing it. You know, because I, I was a part of a lot of those things. You're thinking emotions are so high. You are definitely not centered and balanced. You're not in a meditative state at that point. You are fully determined to go after and to win. So I think a lot of the things that are said during the games, people should just let them fly off their back. And I actually think Coach Reed handled it 
just awesome like he always does because he just said, you know, uh, I, I was a little off balance and, you know, Travis is, is such a competitor and I love that because it just speaks to, you know, his his leadership ability because some coaches would get so sensitive and, oh, you embarrassed me and you did that. And, man, you're, you know, you're a competitor, you're an athlete and you get out there and you've had the credibility that Travis has and you've had – that all pro experience and you've won Super Bowls and you, 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 you know, I know certain players that would die to come off the field in those moments. I mean, Julian Edelman was a great example. Uh, when I played with Randy in the 07 Super Bowl, I mean, we didn't want to take them off for one play and they're thinking if we're going down, I'm out here every play trying to contribute. I doubt Fitzy came out when it mattered the most in any big game. So that's when your team needs you the most. And that's, I think Travis was just trying to to convey. Yeah, I mean, when you get after Bill O'Brien or Josh McDaniels, you love those guys. It's just, yeah. it's just a moment. It's just in the battle. It's, it's a, how come the fans don't, can't, don't understand that? Or how come it's made into something it's not? Because most of the people have never competed on this stage before, Jim. So they don't have, they don't have anything to base it off of. You know, if you haven't competed at the highest level when, when everybody is watching with all the mar- for all the marbles, it's hard for you to be able to, to say, like, what are they thinking? You know, because they can't they just can't relate to it. No. And I think, too, it's um, because a lot of it's out of context. They, they don't understand the context of that moment from a player coach standpoint. As Fitzy said, they haven't necessarily been in that situation. So I've been heated a lot. Fitzy's been heated a lot. You know, you, you there's a lot of things we probably said that never went to air in the Super Bowl. They go from. 45 cameras at the game to 145 cameras at the game. So you can't pick your nose without them seeing absolutely everything. And I know they'll probably see that one anyway, but, you know, a lot of these things get blown out of proportion. I'm just happy that the coaches and the players don't, and they just moved on and got to what the meat of the game was, which was a great performance and a great team win. And that's all anyone should be talking about today anyway. And speaking of Las Vegas, jump into the excitement at Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos from the excitement of Fremont Street, and it was exciting down there in downtown Las Vegas, to the breathtaking oceanic views in Atlantic City. There's no better place to stay, play, and win. Visit goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. Jim, you know, it is a, the, the people you get into the most battles with are the people you love the most. And then you ask me, who have I fought the most in my life? Is my brother. You know, I mean, like you, you grow up with somebody sleeping in the same bed, sharing a room like there's there's going to be issues. And you, you've been in a, you've been coached by the same guy for many years. And like he you he understands you. You understand him. And like if you go a little bit further than you probably should, they understand because they love you. You know, and that's that that's to be expected. And I think it, it, it what the other thing it shows me is, again, I spoke about Coach Reed is in, in Travis, but like it's it speaks to the self-confidence that Coach Reed has in himself, too. Because he doesn't take that personally at all. He doesn't look at that and feel like someone offended him. or He takes it for what it is and doesn't make it more than it is and doesn't see like someone's trying to belittle him. He's not trying – Travis not trying to do any of those things. He's just trying to be fired up and stay in the moment. And, and you could see the level of intensity he had in the pregame, during the game, in the postgame when he was singing Viva Las Vegas. I mean, he was on fire last night. So, you know, he gets to go out there and – you know, to the victory go the to the victor goes the spoils and 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 they they had it going. That's a great point you just made about Andy Reid. That's that's yeah. really a great point, really insightful. Uh, it it speaks to not only the knowledge that you have, but just the the not only his greatness, Coach Reed's, but understanding that's what's going on here. And uh, 
Thanks for bringing us inside that. Our show is Let's Go. We're brought to you by Chevron. Let's go on a road trip is something people are saying more and more. And Chevron is responsibly increasing production to help meet the rising energy demand and keep everyone moving. That's energy in progress. That's Chevron. Talk about winners a lot. There's an empty feeling today in San Francisco and with all those 49ers and to have been so close now a couple of times uh, over the past few seasons and to now have this stretch over 29 years with some really truly great teams and terrific coach and coach Shanahan has come up on the wrong side. Uh, John Lynch, I don't know if there's anybody who runs a better organization procuring players and uh, doing what they've been able to do and, and to come up short. Losses linger for a lifetime. And Fitz, we've Tell talked me about, about it, it before. And Tommy, we've talked about it before. <laughs> um, how do you, how do you how do you advise guys? I mean, it's something you really don't ever get over. I mean, you guys know the feeling. I guess just just explain where you are with yours and what you think they're going through. I'm not over any of the Super Bowl losses. <laughs> I am still mad. 16 years later in 07, I'm still mad. The 2011 Super Bowl. I'm still mad. We lost to the Eagles, but. No, you can't change the outcome, and you got to live with it. And then your part of being on the great stage is you have a great opportunity to win a ring. The opposite side of that coin is the most difficult loss of your career. Sometimes you got to risk a lot, which is a tough loss that you're going to have to live with in order to gain something that only one team can achieve. So I have nothing but respect for the Niners and the organization they have, and Coach Shanahan, Kyle Brock had a hell of a year, Debo. Christian McCaffrey, offensive player of the year. Fred Warner, elite, elite linebacker, and he showed it yesterday. Heartbroken to see Dre, uh, Dre Greenlock go out yesterday. And I had my boy Logan Ryan out there playing his ass off. And Nick Bosa, one of the elite pass rushers in the NFL. And Chase Young. And it's just they have so many good things going. And even when you do that, sometimes you go up against a team that makes a couple more plays than you and you, and you lose. And the best – the only thing I would say from that is every loss I was a part of motivated me to try harder and do better. And it gave me the perspective that when we did win again, as I did after a 10-year absence of not winning, I appreciated that win more than any other win in my career. Yeah, Jim, I mean, you know, Tom was fortunate enough to play in, in, in you know, double-digit Super Bowls. You know, I had the chance to play in one and – you know, as a kid, you know, going to, you know, my first Super Bowls in, in 1992, you know, going to watch the Buffalo Bills versus uh, uh, the Washington Redskins and, you know, just having those memories and, uh, you know, being able to play in one, you know, finally, you know, after after so many years of, of, of uh, hoping and dreaming, you want to have the opportunity and then to come up short, it, it still it still lingers. Um, it still bothers you. You still you know, think about it when you see the highlights come on. And, you know, if I would have just been able to tackle James Harrison a little bit earlier, if I would have, mm. you know, been able to make one more play, would it have been enough to be able to 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 to, to, to get us over the hump? And uh, it it just eats at you when, when you fall short. The fortunate thing for the 49ers is, you know, Brock Purdy's still on a rookie contract. Um, so, like, their window of opportunity is not closed by any stretch of the imagination. This is a team that is good enough to win. Um, I think anybody in that locker room – believe that they have the coaching staff that that's good enough to coach them to, to get to a championship they didn't play poorly you know the other team just made a few more plays in them to win and I, I think that right there is enough to like 
get guys to really understand like this off season, you know, we really got to go. We got to, we got to put everything we have in it because the window to get back is really short. You know, when I lost, you know, I thought this is something that we'll be able to do, you know, we'll be able to get back here next year and then not even sniff it uh, again for the next, you know, uh, you know, 10 plus years. I mean, it's, a, it's so hard, Jim. It's so difficult. Yeah. You know, and I, I remember Tommy, I took a photo waiting for you to do an interview in the post game show after you lost to the Giants the second time, and you were sitting in your uniform with your hands in your head and a towel over your head. There was trash and garbage. All the ankles had been untaped. All the towels were on the floor. And you and Alex Guerrero, your body coach, best friend, were sitting in that locker room for more than an hour, absorbing that feeling. And then I remember also in Minnesota after the loss to Philadelphia, Benny and Vivi crying, being comforted by Jack and you in your arms. The life lesson that you taught to your youngsters um, that this was okay. Wasn't what daddy wanted and obviously wasn't what you wanted for the family. Yeah. But it seemed to be just a great moment. Both of those moments, motivation for you and learning for them in two different instances. And great just metaphors and perspective for our lives. You can work really hard at something and you could give your all to it for a long period of time. And sometimes things just don't work out. And what can you do? Do you let that discourage you and force you not to get out of bed? Or do you say, you know what, I got to do something about it and I got to try to go make it right. And I think that's the best way to handle it. In my opinion is to get right back at it and try to have a short memory, but learn from, learn from everything. Learn from the wins, learn from the losses. And the losses you really learn from because you really micro-dissect every single thought, decision, practice, all that. And we did that. We, we certainly did that for a long time at the Patriots when it didn't go our way. We, you know, we, we thought long and hard every time we lost about why we lost and we tried not to make that mistake again. And not to say that you're not going to lose again. You may lose again, but you want to at least try to increase some margin of error with your process and the way that you study and the way that you play so that when you are in those moments again, you get a chance to win and win them. And for the last five that I, we, I was a part of, we ended up winning. And after losing two tough ones in the middle of the career, but they were all learning experiences and, um, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change, change any of those moments. Uh, maybe the Giants Super Bowl I changed. <laughs> but outside of that, you know, I, I learned from all of them. Tommy and Fitz, we've had a great year here on Let's Go. want to thank you guys. We now go on hiatus, and uh, we'll be back in August with another year next year of Let's Go. We've had terrific guests. want to thank them all. Randy Moss, Julian Edelman, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Strahan, the great Denzel Washington, Championship coach Reed came on twice. Peyton Manning, Shaquille O'Neal, Deion Sanders, Shador Sanders, Mr. Beast, C.J. Stroud, Lamar Jackson, the MVP, Asia Wilson of the championship, Las Vegas Aces, John Legend. John Legend sang to us. The great Canelo Alvarez, the best fighter in the world. Josh Allen, it's always fun to have Gronk on. Rob Gronkowski, Lawrence Taylor, that was a treat. Steve Young and John Elway, we thank them all. Tommy, have a great season. Wanna you too, and the great Jimmy Dunn. Don't forget Jimmy Dunn. The Dunn man. Oh, Jimmy Dunn. Excuse. Uh oh. And Jimmy Dunn, the Dunn man, uh, came on with us. Uh, so we've had just a great year. Uh, Tommy, 
just terrific. I know it's your first year out of football, and uh, we filled a little bit of the void here, and it's uh, great to uh, great to go through another season with you. Taking Thanks, us on the boys. Journey. I love you guys. It's, it's love my you. pleasure always. Love you guys, too. Can't wait to see year. you both on the golf course. And we thank the great snake, Dave the Snake Hagen, who will be Thanks, running snake. another marathon over in Japan. Way to go, brother. Snake, I love you, man, and I just want to wish you the very best over in Japan uh, in the Tokyo Marathon. I know you're going to have a, a PR over there, and uh, I hope you uh, really enjoyed the experience and uh, find some good Wagyu to, to snack on. His third continent that he'll be running on and uh, does a great job here taking us through this marathon. And we also want to thank, for all of their help and assistance, terrific job by Gilad Haas, Kevin Bonner, and our thanks also to Ben Rowitz. Shout out to all of our sponsors. We couldn't do it without your support. Delta Airlines, American Express, K Jewelers, Casamigos Tequila, Chevron, No Bull, Mastro's, Morton Steakhouse, Del Frisco's, and Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino. Let's Go with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions and Shadow Lion. You can listen to the full version of this episode and any episode that you missed throughout the season with any of those terrific guests wherever you get your podcasts or log on to the SiriusXM app included with all SiriusXM trials and popular plans. Just search Let's Go. Now for Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald, I'm Jim Gray. Thanks for joining us. It's been an amazing season here on Let's Go, and we will talk to you again next fall right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.